Welcome to the Inspired Movement. We are so glad to have you all join us tonight. I am your host, Jasmine Dees, and we have my co-host, Jewel Elfers. Hey, Jewel. Hey, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Just got done eating an amazing dinner and can't wait to get into this topic tonight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, guys. So if you've been following our podcast, we have launched a series. It is a six-part series on friendship. So the first two uh, we did, the first one was honesty. The second one was loyalty. And the third one that we're going to do today is empathy. Um, Please forgive us for our inconsistency in the podcast. Um, There has been so many things, of course, trying to deter our focus and to weary and tire us out. So um, we are ready. We are fueled up and we are back at it. So we're not giving up, guys. So you can't get rid of us that quick. The Inspire Movement hopefully is here to stay. Yes. So ah, the topic of empathy. Goodness gracious. Yes. Uh, that's, so many. Uh, that's yeah. a deep one <laughs> heck yeah I mean just kind of looking over you know and for our audience that might be new to um our podcast one thing about me and Jasmine we have uh, normally you know daily powwows where we just kind of like recap the day or kind of speak about some of the things that we want to do or what we hope to do and then a lot of times we speak about what actually happened which a lot of times is not what we have planned or wanted to do. And it requires so much um, so much time to be able to adjust throughout the day. And when I was thinking about this topic of empathy, as we were kind of discussing it over the last few weeks, you know, we realized that there's so many situations on a day-to-day basis that really require, you know, us to be empathetic of how situations may change, how people may act or how people may be or how we respond in, you know, in those moments of having things seemingly oppose or intentionally oppose, you know, what we might be trying to do, whether it's, you know, our relationship with our husbands, whether it's our relationship with coworkers, whether it's how we communicate and connect with, you know, children, family, friends, excuse me, just a lot of things. And so, Um, And then sometimes just not even having the energy (laughs) to be able to um, put ourselves in those positions to relate to people in different situations. So I almost feel like a lot of the struggle and and we and me and Jasmine, we've talked about this. A lot of the struggles that we have been encountering, especially I don't know. I don't know how many how long you would say, sis, like probably what over the last few weeks last few months it's like last couple years <laughs> required Girl, my whole life <laughs> <laughs> we, we realized like just how much that uh that empathy element in these situations um is definitely an opportunity of of growth for both of us and um and then sometimes feeling like you know, we have been tapped out on it. So I'm looking forward to us talking about that a lot more. Yeah. So, and to just continue on from what you're talking about. So the definition of empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So 
um, <laughs> empathy, like you have to have a, a capacity, you know, to understand and feel what another person is experiencing from their frame of reference. So we have to really break that thing down and talk about it. You know, have you had situations and times where you've totally been empathetic and have you had times where you had no empathy at all? And I can honestly say I have been on both sides. Oh yeah. Um, So yeah, this is going to be something really good to dig into. So, uh, where do we begin? Man, well, when you talk about, okay, so let's go back to the, reread that definition one more time. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Okay, so the first thing that comes to my mind is being able, sorry about that, there's neighbors next door with their dog, <laughs> but when we talk about being able to understand people, you know, it takes a level of patience to even come to a point of even desiring or wanting to understand. And so I think that, I think it's probably easier for us to be empathetic when it comes to people that we really care about or we feel like actually, you know, care and have a stake in us. But when it comes to having the desire or wanting to understand others um, that we might not be in close relationship with or feel like they We'll put in the efforts to do the same for us. That's when we really start to run into issues and run into problems. So, I mean, I would say like, you know, with, with the whole entire idea of understanding, you know, wanting, wanting to take the time to um, exercise grace, that is a huge struggle that I have when it comes to people that I feel like don't, you know, don't have that for me. I didn't realize until we started talking about this topic, how, how badly, um, my, my desire to be empathetic was contingent on how I felt like people treated me. And, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about love, you know, we think about how love is unconditional, but when it comes to empathy, empathy in a lot of instances is very, very conditional. Yeah. Cause as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, you know, like if you're, in a friendship or even in a relationship with somebody. And if you keep repeating yourself or you keep saying like, okay, like the first time you may say something, it's like, hey, you know, don't jump off that ledge, little Johnny. You know, you're going to hurt yourself. And then little Johnny jumps, you know, he didn't hurt himself the first time. But then he get back up there and he like, little Johnny, I told you, be careful. Just because you didn't hurt yourself the first time doesn't mean something might not Happen the next time you're going up a little higher, don't jump. Then he jumps, breaks his leg, he falling out crying. You looking at him like, okay, little Johnny. Like, I really, 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 really do not care that you're laying on the ground all broke up. But because I am your parents, I have to take you to the hospital now. So I'm like really irritated. So I just, as you were talking, I was thinking about situations where like, you know, even people you love, if they, if you try to give them a better way or a better option to do something and they don't do it, you know, you start to lose grace for them and ultimately empathy if they make a mistake or they bump their head and you're like, you know, pretty much like that's what you get. Like I tried to tell you. (laughs) You know, and it's so crazy that even in those instances, we lose empathy. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy to just get tired of having to go 
over and over and over again you know to repeat you know like mm-hmm. like you said if you don't feel like they are really just listening and paying attention even the even for your kids or even for somebody you care about you yeah. know that empathy is goes hand in hand a lot of times with patience and yes maybe maybe we need to break yeah. that down even with with patience like you know how how patient <laughs> how is how how do we measure how much patience we're able to give to people it's so funny because technically when it comes to patience um that's a fruit like fruit of the spirit oh yeah yep um i mean it starts off love is patient love is kind <laughs> you know like <laughs> so i feel like that is something that if we walk with you know the lord like we say we do i think it would be something that we would apply daily right yeah we should the, <laughs> technically technically i mean if you really look at the you know the little itty bits to that yes <laughs> but then i have to be honest though too because i don't got patience for myself in a lot of things i mean like Same. yeah that's know? what i'm saying like i know we're breaking this thing down though and we're being real you know like i don't have patience a lot of times with certain things with myself let alone my husband my children you know my friends fam other family members you know so I'm realizing like even like you said as we're picking this apart and talking about it on how unempathetic I have been in a lot of situations yeah yeah which the opposite of empathy is apathy so yes (laughs) as we discussed so kind of going back to patience, because I mean, I, I really didn't think about this until we got to talking right now, like how much patience really, really goes hand in hand with the ability to be empathetic. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't prepared for that to, <laughs> to actually come come up in our conversation. Um, man, like a lot of times our lack of empathy. OK, so going back to patience. So like sometimes we wrestle with being patient with ourselves. And one thing that we've come to learn over the years and we still continue to kind of come back to from time to time, depending on situations that come up, is that whatever we have an issue concerning ourselves, um, with how we see ourselves, how we view ourselves, you know, just anything that has to do with the way that we treat ourselves, um, love on ourselves or the lack thereof, that's automatically going to have an issue on how we're able to project that to other people. And when I think about patience, especially a lot of times my lack of patience, like when I think about myself personally, my lack of patience is tied to a certain standard that I feel like I should have or that I've, I've created in my mind. And when I feel like I haven't met that standard or the standard that I've set for myself is, you know, that I failed in meeting that standard, that is what causes me to become impatient. And so when I think about empathy, a lot of times we are able to be empathetic with people that we feel like, okay, in uh, in some instances, they've maybe met certain standards that we have, but if they are not able to meet standards in other areas that we feel like they should meet, that also plays a big part in how much empathy we will give to them, you know, so Maybe maybe some of why apathy can creep up is because of a standard 
uh, whether it's a, a good standard, a bad standard, a false standard, whatever, I feel like a lot of times our ability to be patient, to be understanding and empathetic rests and hangs on certain uh, standards that we've, that we've placed on people. What do you think Absolutely. about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, and those are, you know, those expectations, those expectations, those things that we feel are a no brainer or a no go, you know, on our own personal level, it's hard when another person, you know, may not grasp it. So to try to marry the two in understanding, it's like, oh man, that's where we lose that grace and that empathy. <laughs> yeah, because you should know better. I mean, yep, you should know better. Why should I understand where you're coming from? You should know better. Duh. That's how that's how we can we can be in a lot of instances. Um mm-hmm. I think also too, you know, when I think about just personal struggles that I've had, you know, especially a lot of the personal struggles that I've been having recently. A lot of the things that I've realized is that areas where I lacked uh grace for others. Um as soon as I had to step into that situation, as soon as I had to encounter that same struggle, I realized that my empathy for people that struggle in so, some of those situations that I was so judgmental about. And I think we kind of hit on this a little bit when we were talking about even the death of our parents, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just how, you know, and some of that has to do with the way that we were church too, you know, and, and that, that is another topic in and of itself. But like, you know, we're so, we're always taught like, you know, oh, you know, you know, pull yourself together. You know, it's, it's not that bad of a situation. It's, you know, things is going to be okay. And this is going to be different. And this, that, that's going to be better. And why are you still stuck? And why is this still an issue? Why is this still a struggle? And mm-hmm. how much we totally was tearing certain people down with lack of empathy because of a standard that we felt like we should have even as a believer and then we find ourselves, you know, you burying your mom, me burying my dad. And we like, dang, okay, now the different emotional, you know, yes. trauma, the different psychological battles, the the yep. ups, the downs, the ebbs, the flows of yes. processing all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, man, like we really, really. We really it understood it then, you know, yes. and, and you said it, you hit the nail on the head until we experience something similar or the same as another individual we couldn't even start to fathom empathy true empathy we can say we're oh I'm empathetic oh I have empathy we can announce it all day long but until you really have to endure something that you have never been through and then face it with empathy that's when you know, like, hey, hey, I do get it. I feel where you're coming from. And that's when you're able to extend grace, even in the grieving process, like how we were, how we've been going through. And we're still in our grieving process, you know, like um, your dad passed in May. My mom passed in May of this year. And it's not going to just go away. Everything from sense, from different foods, from different things you see or a laugh or just a joke or you think about reminds you of that individual so the grieving process is still continual and I've even noticed in my grieving process how many people I've lost because they weren't empathetic and I felt like they didn't understand so I'm like oh I'm cutting them out my life like I don't want nothing to do with you like (laughs) 
So their you, lack of empathy caused you not to be empathetic because they weren't empathetic about your lack or needing. Yeah, it, yeah, it caused me to be like, <laughs> yeah, it literally caused me to like shut them out. Like, man, I get it when somebody is going through. Because at first, I didn't understand why people grieve the way they grieved. I yeah. just felt like dude that person is in a better place that person isn't suffering no more kind of get over it yep and then when it happens to you it's like oh okay but I want my mama back you know what I'm saying like I want to talk to her I want to touch her I want to hug her I want to you know laugh with her I even want her to fuss at me you know even Mm -hmm. when that got on my nerves you know so it's like it's certain things that you learn along the way that's why you know it is so true Never to judge anybody, never to talk down on anybody when they're going through their own thing, own storm, Um, because you don't know. Everybody is affected differently. It even has you, it even makes you have a different view even on, you know, the person you see panhandling on the corner, the person you see, you know, begging for money and doing the different things or whatever they're doing. You, that person wasn't born like that. You know what I'm saying? So is something that happened along the way that they just could not bounce back from. Yeah. And I totally get it. I understand now because in my grieving process, I've had days where I wanted to die. In my grieving process, I had days where I did not want to be a wife, a mother. I don't want to be a friend. I don't want to be an employee. I don't want to be a business owner. I don't want to be nothing. I have days where I'm rocking it, you know, and I'm I'm killing it. All my goals, all my different things I got set ahead, all my tasks, mm-hmm. I'm killing it, you know. And then I have days where I can't even get out of bed. I have days where I don't even want to shower. The depression hits me so hard. So it is different things that can cause you to get into those levels. And you do, and when you're going through that, you do need people around you that are empathetic. Yes, because if you don't have empathetic people around you while you're dealing with that, and you have somebody cold or somebody that turns their shoulder on you or somebody that says, oh, get over it. Everybody dies or that type of stuff. You it could be your breaking point. Oh, yeah. You know, even some of the examples that you were given about, you know, how you have days where you're like, look, I don't want to be a business owner. I don't want to be a wife. I don't want to be a mom. I don't want to be a, you know, whatever. I don't want to be for anybody else when I can't even be for me. Um, You know, you've heard me joke a lot, a lot recently. I'm like, man, I'm about to leave everything and everybody and go up to the mountains of Tibet somewhere and be a monk and just literally just sit in the mountains somewhere and just get away from everything and and just be done. And then then I end up seeing Jada Pinkett her 50th birthday shave her head bald and literally dressed like a muck and I'm like damn I can't do that (laughs) right 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 (laughs) right I like Jada Jada like she she trying to find her inner piece shave her head bald dressed like a muck I said okay I guess I can't do that I gotta I gotta wait a minute I haven't quite got to that point yet but but it'd be it'd be days and (laughs) shout out to Jada Pickett if she's listening to the podcast we love we love you we love your red table talk we love you (laughs) But like, but just we, I realize how much you want to escape to just get peace when you're in yeah. the middle of those things, you know, um, and that escapism can come, escapism can come in the form of an addiction. It can come in the form of, you know, drinking, smoking, sex, shopping, eating. It can come in, you know, just taking off, running, like 
I, I think that when it comes to trauma, coming coming in, and dealing and battling with a major trauma in your life, you realize how easy it is to step into some of those arenas that you would so easily judge others on. And, um, you know, even even this as an example, I was listening um, to a, a sermon that was uh, being taught by T.D. Jakes earlier this morning. And he was talking about how, you know, when Moses had went up into the mountains, how, you know, God was telling him that he wanted to pick Aaron to be the first high priest of Israel. And so while he's telling, you know, Moses, I want you to pick this person to be the high, the first high priest to represent the people of Israel. Aaron at that moment was down in the camp, worshiping a gold calf, everybody running around naked, orgies, everything. Okay. This is the person <laughs> that that was going to be the priest to represent Israel, Israel's first priesthood. And then he said, the reason why God chose him is because he knew that for Aaron to have sunk so low and to have done so much and been through so much, mm-hmm. when it came to being able to stand before God on behalf of the people, when the people was coming to him, asking for forgiveness for their sins, his ability to be empathetic to them when they came to speak to him, because they knew that he was representing going on, representing them um, to God he wouldn't be judgmental to what anybody came to bring to him when it came to sins because he had sunk to such a low place. He had been in such a horrible state. His ability to truly empathize and and be a loving spokesperson for these people to God would be much purer. That hit me like, whoa, like it gave me, it gave me such a, a, a bigger understanding on why sometimes we go through some of the things that we go through so we can be able to be more empathetic and love on people because if we if you don't ever experience if you ever go through nothing you really really don't have the ability to come to such a empathetic place and a connection and understanding of people like I can't understand rocket science if I don't know Mm -hmm. nothing about rockets I can't understand trigonometry if I don't know nothing about math I can't understand anything that has to do with open heart surgery if I don't take the time to try to learn or speak to somebody that can really help me to to learn it I won't ever know what a surgeon goes through unless I have to be the one that is at the surgery site cutting on people so there's something that is important when it comes to some of the experiences that we may despise, but that really teach us about how to be more empathetic and understanding of others, you know? So yeah, it's a lot. Absolutely. You are telling the truth. Um, Yeah. When it comes to empathy, we need to really, really understand how important it is, you know, how, how much people need grace how much people need empathy I feel like empathy and grace kind of tie together you're extending with your empathy you're extending the understanding and with your grace you're releasing them oh yeah huh wow yeah like wow it's almost like empathy is kind of like the the like leveling the playing field Mm -hmm. and then like grace is saying you know what, I I understand that whatever you may have done or whatever you might be going through, that who you are is still greater than your issue. Right. And in that, that's where you're releasing them, you know, to you're releasing them into the fullness of who they're called to be. 
but also your listening and understanding with your empathy, your partnering with them in it and you're saying hey I get it I'm here take as much time as you need and then Grace is like setting them up and letting them know like hey I understand all of that but yet and still you're still called yet and still you're still beautiful yet and still that mistake you made doesn't define you yet and still so it's like man it it just it covers man wow wow you know you don't realize how it's one thing it's one thing when somebody tells you you know hey I know that you've you know been through this or I know you've done this and it's gonna be okay versus somebody that says you know what I I know what you've been through and I get it because that was me it it, there's something that unlocks in in that individual there's a it frees uh, you it frees you to be yourself when somebody says literally me too yeah when somebody says I get it I understand I've been through that it releases you to be you it releases you to be free of covering of hiding of lying um because you don't have to anymore it literally takes that s off your chest and you can pack it away and put it in a bag and you can just be you (laughs) shoot pack it in a bag and throw some gasoline on that mug and set it ablaze because it, right. it's a lot to carry that s it's a lot yes. to carry, carry those you know those super expectations those those super ideas of what people think that we should be those super images that we try to create for ourselves or that others try to create for us that s is is weighty yes it is yes it is so As far- as far as friendships, what are some ways that we can practice being more empathetic in our friendships? Because sometimes when it comes to friendships, our expectations of, of, that we have for our friends, we can we can set those bars pretty high. So, like, what, what do you think are some things that we can do to help to improve our empathy when it comes to friendships that we have? Actually, I don't have that many friends, so I don't know. Maybe you can answer that. <laughs> so it's because... They all didn't make the comments. <laughs> oh, God. Here <laughs> at the Aspire Movement, we are painfully honest that we, we don't like anybody. No, I'm just joking. Uh, so, I... Maybe this is a this is a turning point. Maybe this is a turning point for you, Jasmine. And, and for me as well, um, um, I once again, like I said, definitely some of the things I've been walking through personally, you know, has helped me a lot when it comes to um, being empathetic of people in different situations. I think that when we hear somebody say something that really bothers us or or, or makes us mad, or when someone does something that really bothers us and makes us mad, I think that if we're able to take in the moment to pause and say okay you know what what have what have i been forgiven for mm-hmm. what have what has somebody given me a pass for and yeah and if we kind of take a moment to do that that kind of helps to in some instances kind of diffuse a little bit of the the anger the frustration and the expectation that we might have on that individual in that moment mm-hmm. and that sometimes it's just enough space for us to be able to say okay you know what let me hear this out because even if this is not something that is a struggle for me or that I've never been through let me let me at least have the space to hear this out like how 
maybe has been done for me or or in some instances like how I would desire it to be done for me yeah that's true and it's so funny because as you were talking I was thinking of someone maybe asking us a question like okay well well what do I do in an abusive relationship should I just be empathetic and extend grace and stay gotcha so we need to be mindful and we're throwing out a disclaimer Please do not stay in a relationship where you are being abused and hurt and misused and taken advantage of. Um, This is not what we're talking about when we're talking about empathy and extending grace. So I just want to throw that out there. Like you deserve to be treated good. You don't deserve to be treated bad. That's male and female. Um, You don't deserve to be disrespected, belittled. Or um, somebody put their hands on you or try to attempt to hurt you in a very bad way. So we just want to throw that out there because we know people can take certain things when they listen to these podcasts. And, you know, some people really go right to work and applying things and, you know, and and they're not playing about their growth or their self-love or whatever. And sometimes it can look a little different for everybody else. So we just want to throw that disclaimer out there. Yes, absolutely. When it comes to when it comes to empathy, like we said, a lot of times it starts with how we are towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we are tolerating being abused, if we're tolerating being mistreated, if we're tolerated being gas, you know, somebody gaslighting us, Mm -hmm. whether that's psychological, emotional, physical, spiritual, if we are tolerating that ourselves, then that means that we're lacking empathy and love for us. So that's right. So we have to make sure, and I'm so glad that you did bring that up, Jazz. Uh, we have to make sure that first, when it comes to practicing these principles that we're talking talking about, we first have to learn how to be a friend to ourselves. Yes. And, and, and if you want to know how to be a good friend to yourself, you look at the way that God treats you. You look at the way that God says he loves you and how he sees you. And that helps to set the standard of how you should see yourself. And that also helps the standard of you being able to determine if the people that's in your life or that you have relationships with, if they are not treating you with the same love and kindness and gentleness and value as God sees you and as you should be treating yourself, then that lets you know that this is not an empathy, a lack of empathy on your part, but this is a lack of, of love and understanding of yourself and who you are and your identity. So absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure, you know, that people understood and they, don't take what we're saying, <laughs> you know, and, and flip it, yeah, and flip it. Um, because we are definitely wanting to, you know, make sure that we are speaking from the the clearest and most truest form that we know, and we don't want to lead anybody on it anyway. Um, like like Jewel said earlier, we are painfully honest sometimes, and we like to share you know, from a place of truth or from a place of what, what we have experienced. And we know everybody's experience and how the outcome and how they come out of certain things are not going to be the same as us. Yeah. But we just want to have this platform to, it's not called the Inspired Movement for nothing. It's called that for us to inspire and to equip and to make sure we are sharing, you know, the truth in love. So we just want to make sure you guys out there that's going to be listening and tuning in tonight that you guys know like when we're sharing things we're not sharing it to for it to be the end all be all (laughs) absolutely 
once again, like you said, you know, it's called the Inspire Movement, you know, and so the idea is to provoke you to thought, to provoke mm-hmm. you to say, hey, you know what, let me reflect about this. Maybe, maybe some of these things may apply to me. Maybe some of these things might apply to, you know, somebody that I know, you know, and, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, you have to make those decisions that impact your life for yourself. Absolutely. So, yep. Amen so, to that. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. Well, as we get to kind of wrapping up empathy, Jewel, is there anything else you want to say to the people regarding empathy and what you have learned in your walk with empathy? I have learned to shut my mouth and not judge so that way I don't have to go through stuff to be empathetic. (laughs) No, I kid, I kid. Like, that's some truth, but that's not the main thing. But, I mean, I I think that um, just reflect reflecting on grace and and the love that's been extended in my life that is the thing that helps me to stay humble when it comes to you know extending empathy to other people you know and and um I would just challenge I would just challenge everyone you know think about think about things that could have went way wrong (laughs) that that God stepped in in his grace you know and extended and ask yourself if the relationship or the friendship that you're in, especially friendship, because we're talking about friendship, if something is presented to you, is it an opportunity for you to exercise the same grace that was extended to you? Is it something that is um, positive? Is it something that's toxic? These are things that you should ask whether the situation is calling you to be empathetic towards yourself or to be empathetic towards another person. So that's my challenge to everyone. Amen to that. Well, I appreciate you giving us your thoughts on that. And once again, guys, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Inspired Movement. Like I said, forgive us for not being as consistent as we should be. Um, that I take blame for that because my life is so hectic that sometimes I try to overcompensate with my schedule and I just get so flustered and all over the place. So I'm getting better and I'm starting to thin things out. So just please bear with us as we relaunch on this new platform, Um, especially getting used to this and, you know, the way you have to do things now is totally different than blog talk radio and shout out to blog talk radio. Cause you guys were good to us and I love yeah. you guys, but it's time to kind of flow in a different direction, but I am so grateful. Um, that you guys are even taking the time to listen. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I hope you tune in to our next podcast. It's going to be part number four in our friendship series. And we're going to be talking about trust. This is going to be a good one guys. Cause we're going to break some stuff down with trust in our own friendship and yeah. trust in our own relationships that help to grow us to the place that we are today. So I just thank you once again for tuning in to the Inspire Movement. Once again, I'm your host, Jasmine Dees, and my co-host, Joel Elfers, and we are over and out. Bye. Bye.